Hello everyone, I'm delighted to welcome you to the Power and Purpose Through Peace podcast. My name is Bulitiwi Aishimoju. I founded Magni Essence Coaching to help you reconnect with yourself, magnify your essence and reveal your magnificence. You see, to lead meaningful lives we all need purpose. To fulfill our purpose, we need power. And to be truly powerful, we need to tune into a space of peace. My podcasts bring you information and inspiration that help you activate the power, purpose and peace you need to be the change you want to see in the world. Of course, in a happy, healthy and sustainable way. Our theme for today is there is light in the darkness. What does this bring up for you? There are so many ways of looking at this. For me, Shakespeare's words in one of his most famous plays, Hamlet, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so spring to mind. When we are faced with adversity, when we feel that we've been plunged into darkness, some of us rise to the occasion, shine our inner light and see the learning, the blessing and or the opportunity to be seized. Others focus on the darkness and miss the dawn of a new day that must be preceded by nightfall. In fact, it is during these times of distress that some people are given the opportunity to demonstrate immense kindness, courage, leadership, and resilience. Today, on the Power and Purpose Through Peace podcast, we have Mrs. Susan Oyemade. She's an international speaker, health coach, and psych-K facilitator with a wealth of experience in education and enabling people reach their full potential. She's a successful entrepreneur and has helped many empower themselves through enterprise. Mrs. Oyemade loves to learn and contribute positively to society. She's a philanthropist, contributing generously to various charities and foundations. One of her most unique qualities is her love for all and her humility in continuously developing herself in spite of her many life experiences and qualifications. Many call her mummy and she is indeed a mother to all. I am honored and privileged to call this amazing woman a friend, a business partner and a mother. A very warm welcome to you, Mrs. Oyemade. Thank you very much, Bulu, for inviting me. It's such a pleasure and privilege to have you on the call today because I know that you're very, very, very busy. So we're going to dive right in. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about what we're experiencing today. So what is your perspective on the times we're experiencing now? The time we are experiencing now is indeed unprecedented. Our world today is upside down. And what we are seeing is a lot of things are wrong. And only few people know about this. But majority of people don't see it because they think it's normal. And the very few people that see this are wondering, is something wrong with us? But actually, the majority of people has made things that are not right to be right. And with this, we are seeing 
a repercussion. It's a matter of what you sow, you reap. And individually and collectively, we need to take responsibility for what is happening now. It's not a matter of blaming this or blaming that. Let us sit down individually and also collectively. What is happening today? Why? What is the reason for it? And find out what we are doing wrong and try to transform ourselves. Individually, we transform, and then collectively, we transform. And then we can now start to see changes that nature is kind. Nature speaks to us all the time, but we don't listen. Nature is calling our attention to things, but we don't see. And at the end of the day, I mean, they say prevention is better than kill. But if we don't prevent, the big one will come, which is more dangerous, which is what we are seeing in the world today. And we have ourselves to blame, you know, for all this. That's the way I see what is happening. I take it as my responsibility. What can I do that can put positive things into the world? Because whatever you do anywhere in the world affect the others everywhere in the world. And this is what we do not know. Because when we talk about COVID-19, people are saying it started in, 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 in China, isn't it? That some yes. people in China are eating this, are eating that. But what they are eating and enjoying there is affecting you, it's affecting me, it's affecting everybody in the world. So we need to realize that whatever we do anywhere in the world will affect everybody everywhere in the world. And this is why we need to now take responsibility and examine what we do, whether it is right or wrong, whether it is what nature, you know, I mean, would uh, uh, be annoyed, you know, let me call it that way or not. Mm. You know, that's the way I see what is happening now. Yes, it's very interesting your perspective because what, what I'm hearing is taking responsibility at your level individually instead of pointing fingers at this country or that person, et cetera, et cetera. And even looking further to see what it is that you can do as a person um, because of your belief that everything that you do affects everybody else. And I think what you also mentioned is very important because yes, many people may be pointing fingers at certain nations. Um, having said so, of what use is that now? Um, and in some way, how did we all contribute to that? And I think that is, the, that, that is the empowering question because if we stay as victims and we basically, you know, decide oh, it's somebody else's problem or somebody else's fault, <laughs> then what can we do about it? So we can only stand and point and do nothing, which is a very, I, I feel, frustrating situation to be in if you can't do anything about it. And you are suffering from the... Um, from the situation. So very interesting. You also said something else. You, you mentioned that nature is speaking to us. Yes. And this is very important because it's true that nature does speak to us. And some people believe we live in a benevolent world. Others believe we live in a, <laughs> in a horrible world. I suppose each person will have their reality. In, in any case, um, we've been talking for many, many years in the world about sustainable practices. Yes. 
And um, I truly hope that following this global pandemic, mm. it will no longer be a theory and no longer be something that only governments or um, other people have to look at, but each person will truly at their level see how they can live more sustainably. Um, yes, yes, that's yes. Um, Thank you. Thank you so, so much um, for sharing that empowering way of looking at things, because indeed, if we do not take responsibility, we can't do anything about it. And if we can't do anything about it. Um, you know, let, let me give occur. you an example. I mean, even going Please to the do. beach is filled with a lot of plastic bottles, mm. nylons, name it. Mm -hmm. The individuals dropped those things there, didn't they? That's it. But you know, if you take this, this is a beautiful place. I came here to enjoy this place. So if I'm leaving, let me leave it, you know, clean. But we don't think about that. And then sometimes some people would just from nowhere put fire in the bush and the bush would be boiling everything, you know, even not caring for their neighbors. So all those things are we, we need to think about it. Trees, we are falling trees, you know, because we want to make this, we want to make that, and we are not planting them back, not knowing that there's benefit from all those trees we are cutting instead of you know, planting again. Do you understand? So, so many things. And then people, because, uh, you know, they love to be by the sea, they go and reclaim, driving the sea far and far and far. And when there is a problem, when there's flooding, then people will start blaming God or blaming government or blaming this, but without thinking of their initial action. And that's why I say, you know, it's a matter of what do I sow? And what I sow is what I reap. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. It's interesting you talked about a beach. I, um, I used to live in Dubai and I lived in a beautiful complex called Oceana. Mm. And we were very fortunate to have our private beach access. And it's so pretty and beautiful. And I would sometimes go walking in the morning and I would see, you know, people have left, I don't know, plastic bottles or other things. And of course, as you know, in Dubai, because I know you have a residence there, people, there's a lot of stuff and people, you know, do a lot of things. So sometimes I will just say, you know, I would pick it up myself because, you know, I'm thinking this is my home. <laughs> And, 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 you know, if, if somebody comes to your home and dirties it, you're not going to just live there and say, oh, the person has gone, would you? And so I think um, just for that point, I think even if we go to places and we see it in a certain state and we can at least, you know, do a little bit to leave the place in a better state than we met it. That will be something small or big that we can contribute. <laughs> yes. All right, thank you very much for that perspective. Um, what I'd really like to say now is, um, as you know, um, many, many people are experiencing a great deal of anger, frustration, pain, anxiety, and even grief at the moment. And which is probably also maybe natural because people are losing their loved ones or fear they might lose their loved ones. Some people are seriously ill. Um, some people have lost their employment simply because of this, the pressure that has been put on the, the companies. Um, others um, are, do not even have enough to eat, let's be honest, because they know, I mean, you can see on the news and in countries which are called developed, I'm putting in quotes, mm -hmm. 
where people are saying we don't have enough bread to give our children what are we going to do etc etc so nobody is saying that these um the, these experiences are not natural what i would like to see is um say here basically is that you see many are, are focusing on what they're losing and what they stand to lose which is real we're not discounting that mm. i would like to to understand or i'd like you to share what you see mm. uh, first of all my heart goes out to those people and in my home we pray for you know people suffering in one way or the other as a result of what is happening we pray for them on a daily basis we pray for doctors we pray for individuals you know probably through job loss or financial crises and so on the one thing is that we cannot individuality will come into this because we cannot really react the same way because of our individuality but one thing i like to say is getting frustrated anger anxiety will bring more problem that's the way i see it and mm. in doing that one also may fall sick because your immune system will also go down the one thing as an individual like i've said people are different you cannot say because you are these the others will be that I as an individual always use adversaries as a propeller to take me to a better ground. In every problem I look for solution, I focus on solution and that empowers me to give me the confidence and also with the understanding that this period will never last, that nothing is permanent. like at the end of the tunnel there is light so that gives me that confidence so i as an individual i will look at the positive side of whatever happens in my life this has been with me for a long time and at the end of it i will not hold on to that problems because what is happening today is that a lot of people are holding on to uh, corona you know i mean virus they own it even because some people they have a little headache oh maybe they have coronavirus you, you know because i've had many people say oh, she's coughing does it mean you know so it, it, they are owning it and that is dangerous mm-hmm. because your subconscious mind will help you you know to make it reality because your thoughts mm-hmm. your feelings creates your reality and also another thing that is making things worse for a lot of people is they are overloaded with a lot of news bad news about covid-19 and far from that they are getting a lot of whatsapp messages bringing in fears to them making them to believe that oh maybe this is the end of the world i've had people saying oh this is the end of the world so they have to prepare so you can see that that will affect them a lot instead of saying you know i mean it's situation we are by okay this is happening we are locked in we have we can't go out but what can i do that will be positive that will help me to get out of you know i mean frustration or anger if you are angry till tomorrow whom are you angry at you know i mean at you understand me you mean you whom do you want to not you know i mean fight you can fight the government you can fight corona <laughs> virus you understand mm. me so 
all we need to do now is what solution can I, you know, what can I do to make this to make this period a better time for me? Because the period will definitely pass, you know, because this also will pass too. And also we need we say social distancing. And also we need mental distancing. Because a lot of people you you call you what they will say, you know, I mean, people like that, once you know, you don't pick their call. I don't. And then also I, uh, I block a lot of people on my WhatsApp because I want good news. I don't want bad news. So all these things are creating the anxiety, is creating the grief and so many other things. But for me, I see this as an opportunity to go deeper in me. I always, you know, go deep in, but I'm now going deeper to now look at life. Go there, speak with my creator, have more time with my creator, dialogue with my creator, and dialogue with myself, and find out more who am I. Because I'm not this flesh and body, I am a soul, and I go deep down in. And I now sit down and analyze the battle of the soul, which is love. I ask my question, do I love enough? So what can I do to show more love to people? We talk about peace. Do I have peace of mind? Am I peaceful? It's not peaceful inside alone, but am I showing you know, this to other people? Do I have patience? You know, I mean, do I have patience? Am I patient with people? I go in and say, am I happy? Because this is part of the virtue of the soul. Are you with me? If I'm happy, is my happiness just within me or within my family? Or can my happiness also touch other people? So these are all the things mm. at this time that, you know, I mean, I'm doing, looking through that. And then also, we're talking about, you know, I mean, uh, purity. Because every day we pray our Lord's Prayer. Those of us, you know, who have been brought up in that way, I think I've started reading that since age five. We say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. So that kingdom, do we know it? What is the kingdom like? There is peace, there is order, there is discipline. And if we wanted to come to the world, what would we be doing too? You know what I mean? Having all those things. And that we will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What are the will of God? So these are all the things at this moment we need to go deep down inside, you know, to communicate with our creator and also go deeper in to know who we are so that when we come out, attitude will change the way we do things will change the way we perceive people will change we will not see people as this body we will see them as a soul and our actions will be different from when you know i mean we we, we don't even think about ourselves we don't know who we are we are just doing walking on or, or you know we're using the five senses you know to judge people to judge ourselves and to behave instead of going in and see the beautiful, you know, virtue, the virtue of, you know, natural, which are natural to you. And, you know, you, you know, practicing that. So uh, this time, 
who really help us, you know, and uh, I think uh, maybe when we go further, maybe I would highlight more on that. That was absolutely beautiful. Now, what I really, really appreciated is that um, indeed you said that you were praying, praying for others, praying for those who are experiencing pain, anxiety, grief, whatever it is that, that people are experiencing today, which is disagreeable, you're praying for them. And I think that's very important because although we may say that it's important that we all take responsibility, this does not mean that we should not show mm -hmm. compassion. Another thing that you said which really struck me um, was the fact that when you spoke about our Lord's Prayer and you spoke about the fact that this peace that we're talking about, um, that it shouldn't be something that's simply kept within, are we radiating it? Does our, do our families feel this peace, etc., cetera, or, or joy or happiness or whatever it is, is really the um, and understanding that, you know, we must be the change. Um, we must be that change. So if we want a different kingdom, then we have to That's be it. that kingdom. Exactly. And But to be the kingdom, as you said, again, we have to know what that kingdom is. Which brings to the third point you were talking about, about reflection, going deep within. Using this as an opportunity, because basically the world has been forced to pause. We have been forced to pause. We don't have the excuse of I have to go to work. I mean, some people have to go to work. Unfortunately, I happen to be in London right now. We have the amazing NHS workers who are still there. As far as I'm concerned, they're the equivalent of an army that has gone to protect a country and they're within the walls, but they are doing an amazing job. But many people have the opportunity now to truly pause. It's not as hectic work-wise and reflect and go within and say, okay, who am I? What am I here to do? Maybe I should read this or, or listen to this person or that to develop ourselves spiritually. Because if we're not just our buddies, but we're not feeding our spirits, does it make any sense? That's, that, that was a, that's another podcast, I would say. <laughs> but it's a question. It's a question. Yeah, and, and also, so, you know, yeah. this period... Again, yes, it's very, very to me, it's a beautiful period for a lot of people because all what we have been doing is go, 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 go all the time. In this, we have mm -hmm. brought our children to also go, 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 go. I mean, for example, children they wake them up around 4 30 a.m. in the morning to get them ready for school. Then by 5.30, 6, they leave home, they get them into school. Even when the school closes around 2 or 3, these children still have to go for extra lessons because the parents won't be home at that time or they won't be able to pick them. Or maybe their uh, elder, uh, you know, brothers are in up, or, you know, higher classes. And by the time they get home, maybe around 8, parents won't get home until 10. You don't even have time to connect with your own immediate family. This is an opportunity for that. How many times have people had lunch or breakfast or dinner together? This is an opportunity for that. And this is an opportunity to also connect with your extended family, people you don't even have time to call because we always say, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. So this is time now to even show more love to other people. 
I think there was a time I sat down and said, oh, my neighbor, I've not seen them for some time. I called them to ask, how are you doing? I hope everything is okay. Do you need some help? This is a period also where you can show compassion to people. I mean, today, you know, I mean, I've done a bit of uh, some helps for, for some people because a lot of people need help, especially here now in Nigeria. Banks are not opened and nobody knew that they, they could, you know, they, they would extend to stay at home for another two, two weeks, uh, two, uh, two weeks. So some people don't have money. So how do they eat? They have to reach out to other people that, you know, and these people, they, they are not that type of people who would uh, ask for things, you understand me? So this is the time for us now to yes. show even that love we are talking about. It's the time to actually, you know, I mean, reach out to people, you know, you know, in the community that are elders. You call them. I mean, they are not asking you to give them anything, but even you calling them, they will appreciate so it's the time that we can now sit down and see that, oh, we are all one. We are not different. And we are brothers and sisters keepers. So, and it's a time to actually do all the things we've been postponing. I mean, they say procrastination is the enemy of success. It has robbed so many people of success in life. There are so many things we want yes. to do in the house. For example, I have a big library that... I retired from forever, I think about seven or eight years ago, and I still have all the junks that I brought from the office. So, but now I can sit down and put my library in order. Are you with me? And then also I look at it, what can I do to help others in the future? And I know the problem that we have as far as health is concerned is not having good digestive system, God's health. Is very, very important to me. What did I do? I've enrolled. So I'm starting a course on 4th of, you know, I mean, uh, um, uh, May. You know, so it, it, I'm not doing this for myself, but I want to learn and, you know, be professional so that I can help a lot of people. So these are the things that we can use this time to do, you know, thinking about others, not just sitting down at home morning and still remain the same when they, 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 everything is over. Because again, I was sharing with a lady and I said, look, because the type of business she is, she's in fashion industry. And I said, oh, have you thought about what is happening deeply that at the end of the day, when everything is over, do you think people will be caring to buy so much expensive things? <laughs> because during the lockout now, you know that, look, I've got so many things in my wardrobe, but I can't wear it. Where am I going? I cannot even go to parties. I may have expensive cars. Where am I driving to? You, you understand? So you may have money, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter now. Money can, can't take you anywhere now as far as, uh, you know, this uh, situation is concerned. Then I said, have you thought about doing something? I said, I want you to think in the area of now with this problem, what are the two major areas that people would but have to patronize? She said, food. I said, that's good because people would like to eat and then help. People don't want to die. You know? So in a way, it will help you to open your eyes and open your mind to see what you can do because some of us are just working, 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 working. We are not doing what we are passionate about. But this now will help us to know that, look, oh, maybe I shouldn't be working for money. I should be working for happiness. What makes me happy? So this is another period that we can 
use, you know, I mean, to do that. And also, if we really communicate with ourselves and have dialogue with ourselves, we'll be able to see a lot of things that probably is not right in our life that we would like to do something to make sure, you know, we get better, that we improve. So these are all the things that I would like to suggest to people that they should also think and see what they can do to improve themselves, to also be able to be of uh, use to others, you know, I mean, later on after this situation had gone. So I'm going to summarize and say use great the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really wonderful. Just to um, give an example, you mentioned yes. what can we do? And you mentioned reaching out to um, yes. elderly people. In the United Kingdom today, we have mm. a veteran called Tom Moore. Mm. He's 99 years old and he's going to be 100 mm. on the 30th of April. Uh, about two weeks ago, he decided he wanted to raise a thousand pounds for the NHS, whom he has a great deal of respect and admiration for. Um, and he decided he was going to do this by walking up and down his garden a hundred times. His garden is 25 meters long. This might seem like nothing to a person who's fit and healthy and maybe younger. However, this guy is 99 years old and he is he uses a walker. So you can imagine walking is not an easy task for him. But he, he decided he was going to do this. Would you believe that as of this morning, and I think it's probably grown, he had raised 18 million pounds. His objective was a thousand He's a 99-year-old man who can hardly walk. He simply said, I want to do something. And I thought to myself, how is it possible to have an objective of a thousand pounds and we receive 18 million and counting? And I realized one thing. People are looking for a way to do something, but they might not be the mm -hmm. leaders that start the initiative. So you just never know what you may start that the whole world will come together in love and say, we're going to support this. It's such a beautiful, I am so inspired by this story. I, I, I just, I, I just don't, it's one of the best stories I've ever heard. And it's incredible because he, his objective wasn't huge. One could say it was modest. He, it wasn't easy to walk up and down his garden, but he said, I will do this. And look how the universe has responded. Because intention is wonderful wow. intention. Intention is good. Intention is to help people. Yes. Beautiful. Absolutely. And other people wanted to help as well. So it was almost as if it was simply the channel by which everybody could come together. So yes, that, that, that's um, really important. As you said, opportunity. What's, what's our opportunity? Okay, so I'd like to go on to our next theme. There's a book by Ryan Holiday called Obstacle is the Way. And in this book, Holiday argues that obstacles don't inhibit success. They create success. And that the reader should see through the negative past its underside 
and into the corollary, the positive. So my question for you is, are there any lessons that you have personally learned during this COVID-19 pandemic? <laughs> of course, and uh, I'm sure everyone globally would have learned so many lessons, except if they are not, uh, uh, you know, with themselves. Now, personally, mm -hmm. I've learned some lessons previously, but some of them are now confirmed by this situation. So some of the lessons I will highlighted, some I've had before, but this is now more confirmation and maybe one or two, you know, added. The first thing that really, really touched me is that the only power there is, is the power of God. It's God's power. Because I sat down, I look at what is happening. The most powerful country in the world, which is America, probably the economy is the buoyant. They have the military we are with all. But what could they do with COVID-19? <laughs> they cannot, you, you do understand what I'm saying? Because I sat down, these are the country, this, this is the country everybody is looking at. The leader can't help us. The country can't help us. Their army can't help us. Their nuclear power can't help us. So what power do they have? So the only power that there is, it's God's power. That is, I know God's power you know, but this is confirming that my, you know, belief initially. So that the only power we have that everybody's now is looking up to God, isn't it? Even those who have never prayed before are praying. Indeed. Every day people are sending in True. information, please, you know, join with us because we need, you know, I mean, a joint prayer globally for us to defeat the enemy we cannot see. So that is number one lesson. And then also, maybe this is following up, that the, the only salvation we have is God. It's our salvation. Doctors can't help you. They will try. The medication we are taking, if all those things will help, many people won't be dying. Are you with me? If all those gadgets can help us, you know, yes. I mean, many people won't be dying. So the salvation for us is God. And I'm glad many people are turning to God now because that is what we should have done for seeking the kingdom of God. Because from that kingdom of God, we will be, you know, the way we have to be, you know, love, you know, making sure compassion, integrity, all those beautiful, positive, you know, virtues. Because if we walk from there to now go down, I mean, everything will have been easy for us. We won't go through this. So the only salvation we have now, everybody is saying it, even doctors. Even, you know, the, major, the general in the army, the general, I don't know what they call them, the highest, you know, general in the army saying that only God can help us. 
which is really very good. Then also another thing that is confirming that we are all one. We are all one, one, or you know, whatever. We are all one. Color, position, location notwithstanding. We are all one. We are not separate. And unless we understand that, that we are all one, I think I said earlier on that somebody coughed in China and we're all coughing all over the world, isn't it? <laughs> this is it. So that mm, also has been yes. confirmed that we are one. And it's because we are looking at ourselves in relation to our body and relation to our role or relation to our position. But if we are looking at each other as souls belonging to one creator, we will know that we are one. And then if we want to be a brother to be saved, we have to be saved first, you know. And then three, uh, again, we, 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 we are human beings. But being human being, being human is not enough for us. We need to become, you know, what our essence is, which is the soul. This is what we need to really, really work on. Because if we, if we, if we, are, if we are looking at things, doing things, and we are soul conscious, this will really help us a lot. We know that is, we should not only depend on our five senses. We should go inward and see, you know, the power we have, the beauty in us, all the wonderful things we have in there. So it's really, and when we know that, because as human beings, we will know that what we have, the power we have is the power of now. Because Bolu, we only know now. We cannot tell you what will happen even in the night. We cannot tell you what will happen tomorrow. We cannot tell you what will happen next week or next year. So this is telling everybody that make use of what you have now. The time is now. And we should not postpone things. I mean, can you imagine if, if I postpone that, oh, I, I'm not going to leave Dubai on the 18th. I'm going to leave on the 26th. I will see you there. Because I couldn't imagine that this, what is yes. happening, you know, will happen. So what we have is now. And we have to make good use of now to do the, you know, the correct thing. So another thing uh, I've learned, you know, I mean, or confirmed, either learned or confirmed, is that we've taken a lot of things for granted. Many, many things we've taken for granted. The first of all, our existence. We think we own this world. We think, you know, uh, you know, forever, you know, we'll be there. And also not even caring about, anything. am I, did I create myself? No, I have a creator. And without him, I'm nothing. Without me getting energy from him. Because we sleep, you know, at night, isn't it? We don't know what happens. We go fast in a deep sleep. Then we do not know that we are being recharged by the creator. That for us to wake up in the morning, we need to give gratitude for you being able to, you know, wake up and see healthy and see there. 
So we should not take our existence for granted that I have the whole world, you know, I'm going to live forever. Everything is, you know, this, everything is going to be like this. And this is how we live our life, that we don't even, you know, care about, you know, about anything. I mean, we have a lot of people who have a, a problem today at work because they've lost their job, haven't they? And losing their job, there's no thing, there's nothing for yes. them to fall on because from paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, because people think everything will continue to be like that. I mean, you know, my mother used to tell me when I was young that that, you know, I mean, a period cannot last forever. Things, you know, you know, will always change. So we're taking that. And then another thing we're taking for granted is our health. The question we should ask, why is it that some people today, even when they come in contact with people with COVID-19, they don't get it, which means their immune system is strong. What are they eating? Are you with me? How, what do they do? Do they, you know, do, do you see these people? They are very careful what goes in, you know, into, their, into their mouth, what they do. So it's not when there is a problem that we need to start running up and down. So we need to now take care of our health, which we are taking for granted. Health is wealth. No matter how much you have in this world, it will not help you if you don't have health. You understand me? So, I mean, let, 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 let us, you know, again, we take for granted our health. Another thing we take for granted is relationships. I mean, we are, you know, you are where you are now. You cannot say, I want to see my parents tomorrow and jump into the plane. It's not possible. I'm here. All my children are abroad. My grandchildren are abroad. I can't jump, you know into the plane and go and see them. So we've taken relationships, you know, for, for, for granted or community, the community you belong to. You know, I miss a lot of my community people because we do a lot of things together, maybe meditate together, maybe do training. We've taken all those things for granted. But now when we come back from this, and I'm sure, you know, God will see us through, we will now know that those things are very, very important and that we have to, you know, really, really, you know, cherish it. We should not, you know, take them for granted. And then also we take peace of mind for, for granted, you know, because <laughs> everybody now is running, blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, that, that peace, is, 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 it, it should be something that we should not take, you know, I mean, for, for granted. And then we talk, I think I talk about freedom too, isn't it? Freedom. Because although I'm not, a, I'm a homely type of person, mm. I don't go out, you know, all the time. But the mere fact that I do not have the freedom to say that, oh, I can go out whenever I want to go out. I'm talk, are you with me? Because it's, you know, I, I, I do a lot of reading. Absolutely. I do a lot of things in the house. <clears throat> Sorry. But that not mm. having that freedom of choice that, oh, if I decide to go out, I can just go out. So we also take that freedom, exactly. you know, for granted, which is, to me, is um, it, 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 it's not good, you know, it's not good enough. And when you look at all those things, you now start to think that, ah, Lord, forgive me. I've taken all this for granted. But, you know, now I realize mm -hmm. that it should be 
you know, now understood, be grateful for it. And another thing I've learned is that it's not going to be, you know, henceforth, it's not going to be business as usual. I'm not talking about business outside. I'm talking even with you as an individual. Because we cannot continue doing what we have been doing that landed us here. You yourself, you need to look at yourself. Mm -hmm. Which areas do I have to improve on? I mean, when we talk about personal hygiene, a lot of people do not have good personal hygiene, both in their homes, at work, everywhere they go. So we need now to now say that, look, it can't be the same thing anymore. My surrounding, I have to keep it clean. Everything about my home, because, you know, I mean, sometimes you cannot, you, you, you know, you visit people, you can't go to their toilet. You will run away. Are you with me? And then even the common toilet you use in the church or in, uh, in, 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 in probably you, you are out somewhere or in the offices. I mean, you will just run. Say that, what is this? This tension in there will drive you cuckoo. So all those things, like I've said, it's not going to be, uh, you know, business as usual. It's not only on individual basis, but also even as a country. Because like you are saying, what can one do to contribute positively? That's what I'm thinking about now for Nigeria. I'm going to take the issue of toilet as a priority to me wherever I go. I will start from my church, moving to my friends or other, you know, I mean, where, wherever I'm involved with, either, you know, a, a company, Toilet is very, very important. It's, it's, you know, you can't go to any toilet, just, you know, you, you will run out. Sometimes when I'm going out, I pray, Lord, please don't let me have any need for toilet. So this, I, I promise that this is one of the things I like to contribute after this, you know, which is very, very uh, important. Another thing I like to contribute is if I can uh, have the opportunity, go to schools, and see how we can get the children to meditate so that they can know right from the beginning that they have a lot of powers within them which they can use for the benefit of themselves and of others. We are too noisy. We are not going in. We are not, you know, we are not getting the benefit of, uh, of uh, you know, stillness. So those two areas, you know, I would remind myself all the time, this is the area I want to contribute and what can I do, you know, to, to, to do that. So when you look at um, the lessons, the individually a lot of people have learned a lot of lessons, but if you look at the lessons I'm putting out, it's more of spiritual way of looking at it, mm -hmm. you know, of seeing how one can develop that all the things we've just taken lightly that even our life, a lot of people do, you know, take their life lightly. They don't, you know, they don't, they don't, they, they, they don't really, you know, pay attention that this life that I have, I need to take care of it. I need to take care of myself to continue to live, to continue to, you know, I may contribute. And then also maybe again, which is very, very important that I am also very important in making this 
universe a better place. A better place. Because whatever I do affects everybody in the world. Even my thinking. If my thinking is negative, I put it in there. And it's contributing to all what we are seeing. So you will know how very important you are as an individual. You will know that you are not on your own. <laughs> you see? We, we, we are one with everybody. Mm. And then whatever we do now, we know that, look, I'm not doing it for myself alone. I'm doing it for everybody. And if I'm doing it to myself, I'm doing it to everybody. So those are the areas I would like you know, to actually emphasize on to see that now is very, very important in our life and learn, you know, a lot of lessons from this. That, that was really, really generous of you, Ma. You've really said a lot of things that I believe will give many, many, many people food for thought. There's just something I wanted to um, clarify because you mentioned um, the fact that you now have confirmed and you've, you've, it's become even more apparent to you that mm. really the power lies with the Almighty and that um, now, you know, if, if we do not look upwards, then we, we, we're probably sunk. What I simply wanted to say there is that yes. it's important that people separate religion and spirituality. Um, and I would like you to expand on that because some people may not be churchgoers or mosque-goers or whatever faith uh, they, they, they may have, but it doesn't mean at mm. all that they cannot look upwards and connect. And uh, I know that... Okay, you know, religion I'd like to hear is what a division. Like to say about that. I belong to this church, I belong mm. to that church, I belong to that mm. church. We are not talking about religion now. But when we talk about mm. spirituality, we're talking mm. that, look, I, as an individual... I can connect with my creator. You, as an individual, can connect with your creator. Mm -hmm. There is no need for any intermediary. So, mm -hmm. if spirituality also is oneness. Mm -hmm. It's not vision. It's unity. It's not competition. And this is why we should not, because if you say, oh, I belong to this, I belong, they are different, you know, you know but even where you are, and there is a division, then there's a, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. So the difference between being, you know, mm -hmm. following mm -hmm. religion and spirituality is that you as an individual, you are connected with your creator mm -hmm. directly and that you are one with everybody that there is mm -hmm. no difference. No matter whatever religion you go to or you belong to, you are, you know, we are one because we are souls. Mm -hmm. We are not looking at ourselves as body. And then in mm -hmm. spirituality, we are not competing, we are cooperating. You understand? Because we are one. And then also the virtue you are looking you, you are the virtue you want to actually imbibe is the virtue of the souls, which we are talking about love. Because when you look at all those places mm. we are talking about, do you see love in there? You know, these are the things, you know, but I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't want to go into that. But 
No, it's not the top. I just wanted to make sure that anybody who was listening who did not feel or did not belong to any denomination, whatever one may call it, felt completely um, concerned by what you were saying. And you've, you've said it so beautifully. Direct connection, unity, cooperation, love. What else? Happiness, holiness. exactly. Another thing I'd like to say I is that holiness. Um, yes, go on. It's very interesting. Sorry, can you hear me? Yes. Um, another thing I'd like to say is it's very interesting. You mentioned two yes. projects that you were going to um start after the pandemic. One of those projects is actually <laughs> so close to my heart, and it was actually something I was going to talk to you about. Uh, for a very long time, I have been one. I've been thinking. I've been searching. What is it that really, really um, concerns me? What is it that I'd like to see more of in the world? And it is definitely more mm. people connecting with their inner power or the power that lies within. More people understanding that they are not victims of life or an external situation. Um, they're absolutely able to be masters of their destiny. More people understanding that they can actually, whatever they are able to conceive can be realized. Of course, if certain steps are put into place, because it's not just pray, it's work and pray. And I thought where else or where better to start than in schools with children? Because once a child knows how to do something and they're so easy to mm. teach, they're open, it's not difficult, everything is possible, then we'll just have a generation of adults who are completely different. So on your yeah. second project, the one on teaching children how to meditate, um, okay. I am absolutely yeah. all in. And I'll go further to say that for me, it's about actually getting governments mm. to include mm. practices such as meditation it could be visualization whatever it is into the national curriculums mm. this is what i would love to see in the world and so i'm so pleased Thank that you mentioned you. it <laughs> so so very happy um and very happy to get on board and to start something as quickly as possible because um, we do need everybody. more of that not only for children everybody. of course for everybody but through our own retreat we are getting a lot of people True. to you know i, I, mean, I just uh, see the beauty and the advantages in in meditation and having quiet time you know with themselves you know i think uh, uh we, we still need to reach a lot of people mm. we need to reach a lot of people yeah, let's I forget, Bolu, before we Absolutely. go, I think there's one thing Absolutely. that really came to my mind that yes. also is very, very important, which is a lesson that I want people to learn. Mm. I, I know about this, but again, like I've said, some of okay. them are confirmation of what I already, you know, the lessons I've already learned. Now, I want people to now, I, I think people will now realize that what we cannot see is more powerful than what we cannot see, than what we can see. That what we cannot see are many. Mm. And they are there. Either we believe it or not. They are there. Mm. Because look at what we are fighting now. Can we see Corona? Mm. 
We can. And yet it's so powerful that it's killing me, you know, I mean, thousands mm -hmm. of people on a daily basis. Do you understand me? So we, we so much believe in external world that people now should be awake and know that we mm -hmm. have, you know, the world within. And that is very, very powerful. It's because some people don't believe in anything they cannot see. They only believe in what they can see. And this is where the problem lies. And what we cannot see is more, more powerful. Mm -hmm. So this is another lesson I want people to think about or reflect, which will, you know, which which is which is really important to me. Yes. And I think it's a powerful lesson as well because it's it it um it builds upon what we were just talking about, how a small child in a school, maybe living in not such a great environment in terms of the um the means by which his parents or her parents are able to educate this um this this young individual and a seed being planted into that child's mind and that seed being grow just growing and growing. And although there's nothing in the immediate environment of that child that mm. will say there's a probability of that life happening because that seed was planted and it grows within, it begins to attract mm. all that it needs to make it a reality. Because if we <laughs> only live our lives based on what we can see, then we will not, there are many things we will not do because they just seem impossible. <laughs> Again, I go back to 18 million from a thousand. It was absolutely not an option. I don't, he did not even think about it, but look at what we're talking about. And another thing I'd like to say is many people see the coronavirus as the enemy. In my perspective, um, coronavirus is not the enemy I see it as part of a wake up call yes it's, it is hurting yes many people are suffering yes people are losing lives and many other things and we must show compassion and I don't think anybody is going to come up today and say oh I'd like to fall ill that's not the point yes. the enemy however I yes. believe lies within lies elsewhere and as you were rightly saying earlier mm. we must all combat this enemy at our own level where are we behaving in an unsustainable manner where mm. are we not being clean enough in our environments or outside where are we consuming so much that certain people have to work in a manner which is just unacceptable etc where we traveling too much and polluting the world whatever it is um yeah. how did we all contribute to this pandemic and i think if each person at their level and of course collectively mm. says how can i stand better how can i be better then many of the issues that we're facing will no longer need to exist because we would have elevated our mm. state mm. we would Definitely. have grown up we Definitely. don't need the lessons anymore we've learned them Yes. So uh, Oprah likes to refer to life as a school. 
Mm. But once you've passed mm. a grade, you don't mm. need to go back to that grade, That's do it. you? Mm. Mm. It, it's unnecessary. Um, and the reason I say that as well is because um, yes. Carl Jung said, what you resist persists. So it's also energy. If we look at the coronavirus and we resist it, et cetera, et cetera, then, you know, <laughs> we're giving it energy. <laughs> so we, we should just, it's happened. We need to deal with it. We need to dig deep and, you know, search within for all the lessons that we can have and then we can move on. So, yes. Um, um, is there anything that you'd like to, to end with? Is that... What do they end the day with before they go to bed? Because that is very, very important. Some people go to bed with negative thoughts, with fear, anxiety. And that's what they will wake up to go through in life. So how you end your day is very, very important. I'm sorry, end your day with your creator. Having quiet moment, reflect, think about who you are as a soul, give thanks to the Almighty Father and all the good intentions you want, you know, you, you have, is what you have to keep on repeating before you sleep. Say good things to your children. Say good things to your neighbors and your friend and your extended family. And that's what will come your way. That's what you would experience. When you wake up in the morning, what do you also do? Some people will wake up in the morning, the first thing they do is to take their phone and start you know, texting, reading, texting news, or some people will you know, uh, open their television and all they're you know, listening to is all the negative, negative, negative. So the way we start our day is also very, very important. Start with God, end with God. Start with your creator, end with your creator on a positive note. And you will see your life will transform greatly. You will wake up happy. You, will, you won't wake up complaining. And some of us will watch some frightening, <clears throat> sorry, movies and all the magic, magic things, you know, which I will not mention because the energy you are getting from all those things are not <laughs> helping you. And they are bringing all the, the unfortunate things, you know, into your life. So end with your, you know, start with your creator, end with your creator. I mean, somebody called me today, I think at 7.30. She said, oh, I didn't pick the phone. So, uh, because uh, she sent me a message at 10.30. I said, I don't open my phone until 10.30. When I've finished, you know, I mean, appreciating and giving gratitude to my creator and having quiet moment with him. She was surprised. Somebody called me around 7 a.m. Well, if it is not emergency or Mm. something, so I don't devote my time to things that are negative in the morning. I do, mostly, I don't watch news, only once in a blue moon. Thank you very, very much for being on the podcast with us. It's been inspiring as usual, and I'm sure the listeners will find many pearls of wisdom. Thank you very much, Bruno. Thank you for having me. The pleasure has been absolutely mine.
Thank you all for listening and investing in your power and purpose through peace. I'd love you to subscribe and share this podcast with others if you found it interesting. I invite you to share your comments with me. Till the next podcast, I wish you many magnificent experiences. Thank you.